0: everyone welcome to the bookish podcast and today i am very excited again i always say that i am very excited but today i am extra excited because today i am going to talk with someone who when i wanted to first start this podcast the first person that came into my mind was this person this author and i'm very excited to talk about her it is lee Yako. i'm going to chat with her and i'm going to tell you about all her books and even in my first episode, I had mentioned her. So let me first introduce you to her. So she writes romances with strong heroines who get their happy endings. She is also an avid reader and she has an amazing Insta account, author Lee J, and where she connects with her readers. Uh, she shares and also gives a lot of snippets into her life. One of my favorite things is looking at her kids. They are very cute. <laughs> and- Thank you. And then let me tell you which which books she has written. So she has a series called the Emerald Falls series, which is the masks we wear, masks we break, and masks we burn, three books in the series. Then there is the Holly Knight novella series, my favorite. I love it so much. So there there are many novellas, and I think she's going to write twelve novellas, and six are already out. Then there is the Wicked Wonderland duet, which has two books: the Queen of Madness and King of Ruin, and Uh, Her new series is the Divine Corruption series, which has the books Chances. And she also mentioned the name of the second one, which is Desires. Chances is already out. You must grab it if you have not already. And we're going to talk about all these books. So she's one of the first romance authors that I started reading. And when I first started reading romance, she was one of my first authors. So I love her characters a lot. I love her storylines. I love her plot. And she is one of the only authors that I've read all books of. <laughs> so only chances is remaining that I'm going to read soon. I've just downloaded it on my Kindle Unlimited, and you should too, everybody listening here. Mm-hmm. So what I love about her is how she combines spice, sweetness, lo- logic, and you know, really good characters. And then she writes really great romances. And most of her book covers are discreet, but her spices. The spice amount in her books are not at all, uh, you know, related to the covers. (laughs) And, you know, I cannot ask for anything more from her books. Her books are perfection. Uh, There's not a single book that I'm not given 4.5 or 5 stars. (laughs) So, yes. So, let me welcome her here. And thank you so much for doing this, ma'am. How are you doing today?
1: Good. And thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here.
0: So... I just want to start by talking about uh, how you became an author because you say that you are an avid reader. And so how did that transition happen from a reader to a writer?
1: Um, I think that it was always something that I had wanted to do. Even when I was really young, um, I was always at my grandma's house a lot and um, I would read because in the early nineties, that's what you kind of like did, or you played on the game boy. So I read a lot. Um, I really, my first love was actually fantasy. Um, it's actually the first book I ever wrote. It's still in my computer somewhere, but, um, I would just like write little tiny stories and my grandma would get like cardboard and make them into little books. So like, I was always like, I had always wanted to do it. And then um, right before COVID happened, I had finally decided, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try again. Like, it's been so long. Like I already had all my kids, I was married. I was like, I'm going to try it again. And so um, I joined a Facebook group on, I joined a group on Facebook and it was about getting beta readers. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And so I connected with a few people and then, I was going to go traditional and then they all of them were self-published and they were telling me how awesome it was and then it just happened from there and then COVID happened so I was home so I was able to knock some books out so
0: yes I love that and I think COVID was a time where so many people got to uh, look at themselves and that, that they could do more and they got so much <laughs> and yes so one thing you also say in most of your bios in Amazon and Goodreads and everywhere that your female heroines are always strong. So, and they are unique, like a character from Lily, the from Masks We Bear, she deals with abuse, uh, while Onyx, she fights physically. Both of them deal with different kind of kinds of problems, but the, I see that there is this range of heroines that you create where all deal with uh, a certain kind of issue, but all are so strong. So I want to know, what is your definition of a strong heroine?
1: Um honestly, I think that we show strength in different ways. Um, but being strong is to persevere and to keep trying and to not let people walk all over you. Um, I think that if there's something that happens for romance perspective, there needs to be an insane amount of groveling. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just in life, I just think, um, just overcoming and like, That's part of their character arc is learning to like live with it and make them where they don't. Um and Onyx was one of the ones that she stuck in her grief for a very long time. But after like she overcame it, she realized she was capable of doing different things. Like Onyx, I that is forever gonna be my favorite books I ever wrote was Onyx and Kane. But um she she knew that after she took care of what she needed to, there was no reason for her to be around anymore. And that was part of her weakness. Like I know that she was unaliving people and stuff but she was still she had some things that she had to get through and so by the end when she realized there was more to life than just revenge I think that that strength overcoming things
0: mm-hmm. yes I love Onyx too so much she's my favorite <laughs> yes so I'm a sucker for happy endings and all your books provide them uh, <laughs> I I need a happy ending I cannot do without them and your books deliver them in the best way especially how the wicked wonderland do it both of the books how they ended was amazing so do you believe in happy endings
1: absolutely i think you can define them in different ways everybody has their own uh definition Mm -hmm. but i do for sure um yes i do so like in real life also yes um Real life is so tragic, but yes, I believe in happy endings in real life too. That is amazing.
0: <laughs> so you are an avid reader and also a math school teacher. I am right, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So, what inspired you to start writing? I know you said that you have already done it, but like it, maybe in childhood, what was the one thing that that happened that you know you thought, "I want to
1: write"? Mm. Well, I just know that I love the escape that reading gave me. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a whole other world. Um, And I also had a fascination with the Greek gods, um, even from a very early age. So the very first book that I ever, like all the books that I've written, like as I became a teenager, like the ones I started and stopped after like a chapter or two, um, they all had to do with Hephaestus and Aphrodite having a kid because that didn't really ever happen. Hmm. And so I always wanted to do something like, I don't know why. I don't know why but I was obsessed with them and I was obsessed with the you know what fantasy did for me as a kid like just out of the world um just in a different place and so I wanted to create that I think for somebody else
0: you're so cool <laughs> you're <laughs> very cool when uh as we just spoke about happy endings how much do you think reality is important in a romance novel
1: um I think that it's important to a fault like Um, you know, I try to keep it as realistic as possible. So for happy endings, that one's kind of simple. Like some of my characters get married, other ones, they're just together. Other ones have kids. Like, Mm -hmm. I think everybody's happy ending depends on the couple. Um, and then as far as like reality within the book, um, I think that it's fun to skew it a little bit. Like the (sighs) Cupid's Peak book, I had the epilogue where he proposed on the ice and, one of my my alpha was like she was adamant she was like girl they don't let them do that you have to figure out a way so I figured out the best way to make it happen um and you still have those people that are like "Mm, that would never happen but it's like (laughs) it's a romance book it's cute like just let it be you know so I think some (laughs) things you can skew a little bit just for the sake of Mm -hmm. the gushy moments um but I try to keep stuff as like real as possible like especially like positioning or um Like when Kane got shot in his arm, like I had to make sure that he wouldn't like there was no big arteries where he got shot so that he Mm. wouldn't die. Like, you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of different you need to look at. But um, to a fault, I think it needs to be as realistic as possible, but to a fault, because also we are reading for just the escape. Mm. So some people can't fall in love in three weeks. I remember reading a book. Um, not too long ago, and I didn't even think about it until I read the reviews when I was leaving a review. And they were like, This only happened in a span of three days. And I was like, Oh my god, it did. But when you're reading it, you don't think like it's so much that's happening, you don't think about that type of stuff. Like Yes,
0: that's why it's called fiction. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, it's supposed to be fun. So yes.
0: so your first book is a bully romance. And when I was reading it, I didn't even know what was a bully romance, but yeah, I was reading it. And this is a, a thing also, again, connected to what we ju- what I just asked. Um, how does a bully romance work? Like, this person is clearly a red flag who is bullying you, uh, but you still kind of fall in love. So how can you fall for your bully?
1: Well, I think for me, it was a little bit different because it was a female.
0: Yes, I love um, that. Um,
1: uh, thank you. Um, But I think that I've read other bully romances and I think that there's a fine line. Hmm. So I've read some bully romance where I'm like, oh, no, he would have had to go. He would have had to go. He would have had to go. But then I read some where I'm just like, you could tell that he was he genuinely was hurt. He also doesn't take it too far. Like, you can tell. um Bully was the first book was the first bully romance I ever read. And I absolutely love that book. But that's what it was called. It was Bully. And but he was hurt by her and it's bully is a big miscommunication trope too. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if people don't like miscommunication, most of the time they're going to hate bully because that's what it is. Like something happened and they didn't talk about it. And so this hatred stemmed from it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of the time somebody moved away and then they came back or something like that. Um, But um, I think that depending on the bully, depending on the type of things that are done um, and then the amount of groveling, that yes. really is dependent on you know because yeah. we don't really finds out that they made a mistake it's they feel dumb and then there's a lot of things that change yeah. um so I think it all it's so many factors
0: yes so talking about masks we wear do you like men with specs or without specs because I think Roman Chen also wears specs I don't remember uh, but <laughs> yeah I wanted to ask do you like men without specs or with specs
1: um, both my husband actually he wears them when he's doing certain things <laughs> so I guess I'm used to seeing them both on and off and I sometimes like I'll th- when I'm thinking about a character I'm just kind of like glancing around and I'll be like oh and I'll just add glasses just because he's got them on that day or something I don't it's just <laughs> right. totally random I like both I love that
0: okay so let's talk about spice levels because your books are so spicy <laughs> okay um uh, I think all i'm now focusing a little on emerald falls series so all three books have a great amount of spice and uh, the spice is what pulls many people in i believe and so how easy or difficult is it to write spice because i think expectations are very high these days with spice levels
1: i actually hate writing spice (laughs) it's the hardest thing to do (laughs) like every time i get to one i'm like (laughs) (laughs) like i have to really like Think about it. Because Mm -hmm. I don't want to use the same words. I don't want to be repetitive. And that is so hard. And (laughs) like I literally will write a million scenes before. i procrastinate on them. I think when I get to them, that's when I hit like a speed bump where I'm like, I haven't written in a week. And it's because I know I have to write a spicy. So purposefully, purposefully, my new series, the Divine Corruption series, they only have like a couple. They only have a couple because they're so it's a big plot. It's this oh, big good. plot around it. So yeah. desires is the stalker romance. So it's going to take a while mm. um, before. And I mean, when I get to the scene, it's going to be worth the wait. But it's just like I'm doing that purposely because, <laughs> number one, they're hard to write. And then, two, you know, I have the Hollow Knight series that's, like, 50% spice.
0: Yes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why I did that myself, but <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, read all of the books and I think, oh my God, this is me, she can effortlessly write Spice. <laughs> She's so good at it. So I thought it would be easy. That's why I, I asked whether it's easy or difficult. Now
1: I know it's difficult. <laughs> and yeah. some people, they're like, I would have never guessed that. And I'm like, yes, it's like one of those things for me. It's yes. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. So I want to now talk about Onyx and Ezekiel, Cain the wicked bundle I do it so I love their relationship I love the way they talk they fight they do everything I love them so much so how was your first your first mafia romance I think how was writing
1: it, the experience it was fun there was no limits hmm. on how dark they could be yeah how crazy and I, <laughs> yes and I think um Lily sparked something in me she made me realize like I wanted to do like darker things but I guess I always kind of did with me wanting to do the Greek gods like I kind of already steered toward that um but then um but I think it was it was really fun it was fun it was fun (laughs) so if you are writing a mafia romance do you need to do
0: research in it uh and if not then for any of your books do you do any kind of research
1: um yes especially on the, the Hollow Knight series because they're all about a different kink. So mm-hmm. I definitely talk to people that are involved in the kink and then I do research on it to make sure it's accurate because as much as I can say, hey, don't use this for anything, people still get ideas off of it. <laughs> yes. So I feel like you need to make sure that it's similar. And I only touch on them. Um, I don't go like deep. Like, for example, Liberty Falls was supposed to be play, And then okay. when I researched it, I was like, whoa like you need most of the time you need a person there you need like like it's like a whole thing so then that book changed to sensory play so I think that um when you restart like it's it's important just like I was saying earlier when Kane got shot in the arm or hmm. different ways that people get tortured I think it's very important to to look it up and make sure that it makes sense too and that it would all flow like um there was a torture scene with um Onyx and she was with one of the twins and she did something horrific and they had to wake him up. So I needed to verify that he could be woken up after they did that to him. So I think it's, I think it's important. Yeah. Um, and then I think authors need to be flexible as well. Like Liberty Falls, like if something isn't working, you definitely revamp it, you know, mm. just it's for the safety of the reader too. Like again, because they will look at stuff and be like, oh, let me try it. And I don't ever want to steer them wrong. So yes. the, uh
0: That means there's so much going on in the author's mind and so much preparation before the book. Uh, We are reading it easily. I never thought about all this. Okay, so uh, is there anything that your characters do but you don't agree with that?
1: Um, um, Maybe. I would only say probably Onyx would be the only one that I wouldn't agree with. Um, Or maybe Remy from The Mask We Break. Oh, she's the nicest. (laughs) yes she is <laughs> that is literally the nicest character i've ever written um outside of the hollow knight series but um i think that for her she was probably the one that i wouldn't i didn't agree with some of her stuff just because she would like i would be a little bit more demanding especially with the relationship she had with her father mm-hmm. like i would have been a lot but it was also culturally appropriate that she was a little bit more like that but um i think that and then onyx of course, um. But again, it fit her character for her to go through and do stuff like that. But um, yeah. just her, the way she shielded herself from her people, like her found family, mm-hmm. I don't think I would have done that. I probably would have leaned on them. But she was just very like, she didn't want to get attached because the same thing could happen to them that happened to her parents, you know, that vibe. So, yeah.
0: yes. Okay. So one more thing about Spice I wanted to ask is that there's a polyamorous relationship also in this book, uh, in the Wicked Wonderland, uh, do it. So Was it, again, difficult to write
1: or easy? That one was actually easy. I think because of the dynamic. Hmm. Um, And then when I wrote it, I didn't even think about it. (laughs) Because I'm going to do, eventually, I will do novellas for, I'm doing three novellas for that. So it'll be um, Kilo, which is the White Rabbit, and then Fiona, which is the sister. Um, There's going to be the twins and Shy, and then there'll be Maddie and... um, harlow yes and so harlow i don't know if anybody caught it but harlow is the um is the hair so it's the ha- the rat so anyways but there's going to be three novellas i just have to time it correctly because shy and the twins is before wicked wonderland and then kilo and um fiona are like a little bit like before during and a little bit after and then of course um the and harlow are, are after Mm-hmm. Yes. So I have to time it perfectly, like and I, so I have to like make it all link up together. But um, but they're getting their own story. And somebody was like, "Oh, you know, you got to market that as taboo." And I was like, "Why?" And they were like, "Well, because they're brothers." And I was like, "Oh, <laughs> I didn't even think about. Duh, they're twins." But I didn't even think about it because I just they're two separate people, and I've never written it before. So when I was writing the scene, <laughs> I was like, "Oh yeah, simple, easy. I don't know." <laughs> They, that, that and it was such a quick little spicy scene. Yes. It was so right because I saw it in my head. And and then I realized I was like, "Oh my god. Hey, but so I didn't actually, think There's will be no crossing, no nothing in that book. It'll be very separate, of course. But I just and I'll have to market it as taboo because I really didn't even think about it. I was like, "Oh wow, it's two brothers. It's not two best friends." So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that one was actually easy. <laughs> Yes.
0: So I was going to actually ask about Mandy and Harlow at the end, but now I'm so excited. I cannot control my excitement. Okay. (laughs) So I did not actually introduce people to the book. So let me just summarize quickly what the Emerald Fall series and the Wicked Wonderland Do It are. So the Emerald Fall series has three books, as I said The Masks We Wear, Masks We Break, and Masks We Burn. And all three uh, are based in a college scenario where all of them are students and, you know, are getting into their adult. Uh, phases of life, and it's all different. The first one is a bully romance, kind of like second chance, but they were childhood best friends, and that way it goes. Uh, the woman, uh, the female character, is the bully, and that's very interesting. Uh, actually, in the first book, uh, we had I saw Amora, and I thought that she was a bad character, but I but she was not, and I actually Fell for her uh, the hardest because I loved her so much in the third book. Then there is Remy and Blaze in the second book, and uh, it's it's uh, it's like I think that one is a second chance romance where uh, they kind of break up or something, or they don't uh, form a relationship because uh, the guy is insecure. And yeah, it's a very nice story. And the third one is my favorite, Enemies to Lovers, Post-Proximity, Fake Engagement. That is my favorite. I love that book so much. I love Amora so much. And William, obviously. Yes, he is the best. Uh, he's 6'4". He has green eyes. What else do you want? <laughs> that much should be enough. And you should read that series. I was amazed. And then there's The Wicked Wonderland to it, which is a mafia romance series. And there's so much happening there. You know, there are multiple point of views in the book. Uh, the woman character is so strong I love her so much the way she kills, the way she talks uh, you need to read that also so yes, now moving on to the novellas which is also my favorite and the most favorite is the first book uh, Christmas on the 13th floor I love Roman Chen and Presley so when I picked it up I did not know what I was getting into I just saw it's Riyako, let's pick this up uh, <laughs> and I just saw that it was something new and I when I finished reading it I finished reading it in hours because it's very small, around 100 pages. And it was so short, so spicy. You know, the best thing is that in a novel, it is very difficult to make a plot and then, you know, put spice also and everything. But Lee does it perfectly. So can we just talk about the, the dress scene where he gifts her that dress? I was I was painting. I was like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> I was so happy when he gave her that dress. And also in the office when... Uh, they are doing something, something. And the that colleague walks out of the uh, cabin. <laughs> oh my God, all those things. So how do you do all this? I'm just so amazed. <laughs> you are amazing, seriously. Is there any scene that you love out of all the novellas, Like the uh, most loved scene?
1: I can tell you the most loved scene by people I've heard. I don't know. I feel like when I, I don't know. Um, that- I, when I do the novellas, I definitely try to pick a certain, there's always like a scene that people talk about. So like yes. for Christmas, it's the desk. For uh, Four Leaf, it's the woods. For yes. um, Liberty Falls, it's the carousel. Um, Cupid's Peak, the jacuzzi. Oh my oh, God, Hallows- even the
0: restaurant. Hallows- say this very spicy because they're in the public. And- <laughs> oh my God.
1: Oh yeah, that's probably another one I wouldn't do. When you were talking about what you wouldn't do, I probably wouldn't. I don't think I would. Um, Hollows Grove. A lot of people talk about the attic um, when they first started, but that whole thing is just like that's just. Yes.
0: And that, then that was another level of uh, insight because I was like fifteen times. Oh my god, no, I cannot believe it. That was that that <laughs> king thing is too much to think about
1: oh yeah, that one was hard that one was hard but i had a friend who she's been with a couple of men like that and so she was telling me she was like make sure that you know there's breaks and that she eats and she has water so i was like it was perfect to put it in the book because i like that stuff i wouldn't even have thought about um but she told me she's like make sure there's little breaks so like whenever they had to transition rooms like i think one time he went to get her something to eat um yeah, yeah. i made sure to put that in there but um And then what is it? What was after Cupid's? Oh, Mother's Day and the Massage Table. I get people tag me and stuff like that a lot. (laughs) So I always try to make it a point. But the next book that's coming up, I'm actually struggling with the where it might be. Because it is also in an office, but it's very different from Christmas. It is enemies. It's enemies. But it's very the the plot is very different. So like I'm I'm thinking it's gonna have to be like the copy room or something.
0: Oh, <laughs> because it's based on Labor's Day, uh, something like that, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah so it's going to be where they they have to be at work. So, yes. um, but yeah. <laughs> Seriously, we'll people, figure. if you
0: have not read her, you are missing out. I am telling you. Okay. So <laughs> Cupid's Peak is about two friends uh, who meet after a long time. And they were, you know, in school, uh, they were friends. And the girl is very shy while the boy, li- boy is a hockey player. So he's very famous. So the thing, the main thing that happens in this book is doing something in public. <laughs> okay, So that's what goes on. And this girl is being challenged by the boy because he wants to do stuff in public. while she is with those things should actually be done only in private. But yeah, you get it. So that's the plot thing. And it's available on Kindle Unlimited and you can read that. So I think you call Cupid speak the sweetest of your spice, uh, spicy novellas, And I totally agree. Uh but would you let listeners know here why you call it the sweetest novella?
1: Um I call it the sweetest one just because they are friends. Um, uh, which I know the four leaf they were friends, but it was like different, I yes. feel like. Um there was obvious mutual pining, um, and the second chance, uh, and I feel like the four leaf, it wasn't a second chance. It was just They were just both stubborn. But um, for Cupid's peak, I think that they mutually were so, like, obviously pining over each other, and they never just got to live up to it. And I think that just their – both their personalities are very sweet. He was a teddy bear, and she was, like, really sweet, too. Yes. Um, So I think that's why I call it, like, the sweetest. And, like, it's not the spicy scenes. I feel like there's not, like, a whole whole lot of, like – there's no, like, degradation or anything like that. It just doesn't fit. It's just very, like – it's still spicy, but I just think it's, like, the sweet spice. Like, yes. there's still a little dirty words in there, but not... It's just different. It's different. Yes.
0: It's in the way they talk also with each other. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes.
0: So, just like we got a Valentine's Day special for Mr. Chen and Presley, will we also be getting scenes for all the other novenas? Like, even if we get one, I'm happy. <laughs>
1: You know what? I started that and then I ended up deciding to do the volume sets. So I will tell you a secret. Okay. Well, it's not really a secret, but I'll tell okay. you something. Well, I mean, I guess it's a secret. I haven't really told anybody, <laughs> but um, you know how I have the volumes. So the first four novellas are in a volume. Yes. The next four will be in a volume and so on and so forth. But volume number four, that will be all 12 couples with extended epilogues. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> so volume four and they won't be small there'll be about five six thousand words so equivalent to about three four chapters um but volume four will have all 12 couples and it will have like big so it'll have like you'll have spice you'll have plot like a little bit just like their afterlife um, i love that so much i decided to do that i may do like a chapter to like you know just for fun i may do little extra scenes because i did enjoy doing that it was so quick um But I decided to do the big the big extended when I realized. I was like, oh, I'm only going to have enough for three volumes. I said, what am I going to do for volume four? There has to be four volumes because there's four seasons. So what did I just do? I did winter. So the next one is spring, summer. So the fall, the fall one. And you won't have to wait long for that. It's going to come out like right after volume three. Because I've been writing them as I've been going. So that's going to come out like really quick. So excited,
0: so. so excited. Yes, let's let's go. <laughs> and I wanted to now uh, talk about a little about uh, how you are as a writer. So how do you structure your day? day? Like I've seen many authors say that they-, they take their work very seriously and dedicate time to their writing. So how do you plan everything? Because you are writing so many things.
1: <laughs> That's what I need to do. I need to get serious. Um, I am... I set a, a deadline for myself and I say, okay, I'm going to do this every day, this every day. And then life happens because mm-hmm. I do have three children and I was a teacher. So like the last month of May, I was supposed to be writing Desires. Did it get done? Absolutely not. Am I writing it right now? Absolutely. I'm on chapter two and it comes out in a month. So <laughs> um, I now that I'm on summer break, I am going to get a little bit more structured. So I'll wake up in the morning. My plan is to write at least for two hours before anybody wakes up. Um, but during the school year, it's kind of like literally whenever I can fit it in. Yes. I have it all written down. Like I have my little, like I'm like a pantser and a plotter. So like every chapter I have like one sentence of like what I want to happen. Um, otherwise I can't work. I can't pants like all the way. I can't just write. I suck at that. Um, and plotting is no good because like i always change stuff up as i go but um but now that i have this break it'll get a lot more structured i'm really 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 hoping to get two big books and two novellas written in this summertime so that i can plan something but i'm definitely not i'm a write it when i can fit it in person yes uh, that's yeah. and fine then i cool. get distracted i get distracted there was a book i just read um liars like us by jt geisinger I literally was not supposed to be reading and I read the first chapter and I (laughs) wasted my whole day and I just read the whole thing. I'm like, I could have been writing. Oh my God. So problems of being a reader. Yeah. So it really, it really just depends, but I'm going to get on it. I'm going to get on it. Yes. Yes.
0: Uh, We are always here to support you. So whenever you are publishing, we we, will be there to read it. (laughs) Okay. so you said desires will be released in a month and everybody here that's the uh, divine corruption series book two so read chances first and i think we'll quickly wrap up now and is there anything that you would like to say to your readers or supporters
1: thank you <laughs> that's really it like thank you like it still baffles me that people read my books like <laughs> I know that as authors, we hope that that happens and stuff like that. But to have people that are like that DM me and they're like, oh, my God, I love this. Or like they'll tag me in things or um, just genuinely express like my words did something for them. Or, you know, like that literally means the world to me. It's still like it's crazy to me that people like hype me up as much as they do or like the support. Like it it's just it's very humbling and just very like. I'm just very grateful. I'm very grateful. Yes, I'm grateful
0: for you too. I'm so happy you came here and I love your work so much. Uh, I'm such a big fan. I cannot believe we did this. Thank you so much for saying yes. So if you're looking for spicy books, you are listening to the right thing because Lee Yako's romances have the perfect spice. If nothing else, just sign up for Lee Yako's newsletter because she puts so many GIFs and makes it so funny. I always look forward to them. So thank you for listening, everyone. And thank you so much for doing this. I love you so much.
1: Take care. I love y'all. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.